welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Navigating sexual wounding is a really important topic that I've dedicated a lot of my life to. And really, you know, a lot of people, they think that they don't have sexual wounding or their partner doesn't unless there's been hard trauma, like there's been rape, penetration, especially if it's been at an early age, that's usually people's association of sexual trauma. I've never worked with a woman who doesn't have sexual trauma. Not one. Not one. And why is that? Because sexual energy, the way that it is taught through religion and through pornography is masculine completely masculine. The way that it's taught at school, completely masculine. So sex education at school is this mental thing of like, make sure you use condoms or you could get an STD. Sexual education through pornography is flesh and friction. That's rub and rub and rub and you do this and you do that. And then ejaculation can fly everywhere, all over the woman's face, all over the bed, all over the man. And this goal-oriented, flesh, friction, fast way of doing is what permeates our culture. And then religion, wow. You're dirty, be very ashamed of your sexuality. And some religions even go to the extent of cutting the clitoris off. So it it creates shame, shame, shame around sexual energy and desire. So what, what do we have? We have shame, shame, shame in religion. And the reason I'm saying it so many times is because there is so much fucking shame in people's sexual energy. Men, because of all of the rape and pillage that has happened from men and also their sexual energy is wired so differently to us that I don't, I also have never worked with a male client who hasn't at some point been accused or felt the ramifications of going too fast or penetrating in the wrong way or treating a woman the wrong way sexually and then they're scared and have shame around their sexual energy or they're still in that penetrative energy and having accusations that are true and untrue somewhere in the grey area a lot of the time. So more shame. And then pornography, outcome-oriented, let's all come and focus on flesh and friction. So, of course, women are fucking traumatised. Because our bodies need slow warming up. Our hearts need to be open. And this isn't 
I, I don't want anything I'm saying today to be interpreted that it is men's fault that that doesn't happen. And it's also not a woman's fault that it doesn't happen because a lot of the time women have all of this shame for not speaking up. What women here have tolerated in the bedroom, it's turned into a shit show. You've either pushed love away or made the man feel like shit or your whole body's fucked up and your emotional body and then you feel a lot of shame for not speaking up when it was happening. Right. Why is it that you can't speak up when it's happening, do you think? Because the feminine freeze response is so strong. Right? It's like we have all of this education around us that is saying that we need to be like a porn star who's turned on really quickly and coming everywhere and managing to get really big cocks right down our throat and having this flesh and friction experience. Feminine sexual energy is fluid. Our most sensitive sexual organ is our skin. Most female bodies need at least 20 minutes to warm up. Sexuality to us is a slow burn. Right? It's kind of like, it's, it's a bit of a cosmic joke that permeates relationship. Women's and men's needs are so different. If, if, you, if I could use the metaphor of like a man's sexual energy, if you had a pile of wood and you were running a more masculine way of relating to sexual energy and experiencing sexual energy, and you were out in the cold, it's like all of the wood would be put on the fire and you'd spark it up and there's a big fire and... But their slow burn and the blue flame and the subtle fire gets missed if there's a polarisation into just that masculine energy. Whereas a woman, it's a slow burn. She would want to keep warm for the whole night and slowly build, you know, like put a few logs on the fire and appreciate all of the elements of that fire. And it's a much more sensitive way of relating to sexual fire that's very watery. So if you could compare a masculine element to a feminine element sexually, masculine sexual energy is much more earth and fire. A woman's sexual energy or the feminine sexual energy is much more watery and air. We're, we're typically much more sensual and energetic and men are more sexual and grounded and earthy and primal and men get shamed a lot for this but that's actually their natural that's their naturalness because their cock is their positive pole so that's the way that biologically a man is wired to seed life into the planet to fuck to penetrate and their body doesn't need warming up so it can be confusing. And so many women say to me, I've told him a hundred times I need it to be slower. And I'm like, have compassion. Because he feels turned on very quickly 
and is ready to go. And it's very hard when we're in a certain perspective to tune into a completely different energy, right? Especially when pornography is most men's entrainment into sexuality or religion where everything is shamed, their sexual energy gets pushed down and then finally they're inside a pussy. Of course they're going to be trying to fucking get it out of their system. So if nothing else from today, I would love if masculine energy could stop being shamed because that is their naturalness. And what, what you can, of course, though, speak up. If you can speak up at the time when things are too fast and primal, but before or after sex, be very clear. I need it to be slow. I need it to be energetic. I need you to connect to my heart because just like a man's sexual pole, positive pole is his cock, our positive pole is our heart. And if our heart isn't open and we're not warmed up and we're not feeling the love and the energy, it's very difficult for the body to open. It doesn't actually natural open unless we go into our masculine sexual essence and tolerate, in which case usually afterwards we feel like shit. How many women think, oh, I can just have a lover, I can just fuck, and then afterwards they're like, oh, my God. Put your hand up. Yeah. And then, and how many women, when a man's just like going really fast and working your clit or pumping you, going to freeze, and even though they're not enjoying it, they let it keep going? Right. Because it's like, oh, we should. No, you shouldn't. Because that's not natural for us. And of course, when our body's warmed up and when we're feeling it, we, we can handle a lot more of that primal energy. But the thing is, for a man, you can centralize touch on his cock and he's going to love it. For a woman, if you centralize touch just on the clear, we just feel all this pressure. And it's not actually truly pleasurable through the body. And, you know, so many women ask me, how do I become more orgasmic? And they think we're going to talk about all these sexy, juicy tips. It's got nothing to do with that. My equitable orgasm is one tiny piece of the puzzle of orgasm, which to me I could take or leave. Like it's great when it happens and it's beautiful, but if there hasn't been the energy, energetic build-up and the energy orgasms along the way and the fluidity that's flowing through the body... It's not really fulfilling what other women find that. Right, and then when a man's like working us and trying to get that outcome and we're just like, oh, God, you know, there's all this, it just feels like pressure. It's just this. So for the women in the room who think there's something wrong with you because you don't enjoy that, take a deep breath. Exhale. There's nothing fucking wrong with you. Every fucking woman feels the same way. I've worked with thousands of women. We all feel the same way. And women's circles are always the same when we talk about sex. He goes too fucking fast. <laughs> right? And again, it's fair enough. And really it's about 
a man, like a lot of the work, the inner work in Tantra for men is to find your own feminine sexually and emotionally. A lot of the work for women is to find your own masculine emotionally and sexually. So where does the masculine come into play sexually for a woman? It's that container. And even though I'm teaching this, trust me, I still go into freeze and don't speak up. But what I'm capable of is my masculine, having awareness around that, me being able to breathe. And sometimes when that's been triggered, because I've had two years of sexual abuse and consistent abuse creates a big wound in the body. And I don't know if it's ever going to heal completely and I've let go of attachment to that. And a, a lot of, and you were expressing this earlier, a lot of the panic in women is, is this ever going to end, right? And I'm still getting triggered. Well, I'm 45 and I teach this and I've had the most incredible tantric masters as partners. And like, I don't know when the last time was, not more than a few months, where I was crying for like three days nonstop and I have to stop my calendar and I have to cancel sessions. But if I'm not surrendering into that, if you don't surrender into the flood that arises when your trauma comes up and clear your schedule and take care of yourself and have body work and let the man you love hold you or the woman and be held by your environment and nurture yourself, then all you're doing is consistently feeling the trauma, right? Your whole life and pushing love away and having heaps of protection which is what I was doing pre-tantra before I even remembered the sexual abuse. I was having sex with the lights off. I wasn't really letting love in. I was fucking in a very masculine way. You know, we, we, we had our formula and, you know, I would touch him, he would touch me, he would know how to get me going. He'd be hard, I'd be wet, penetration would happen. I'd have an orgasm then he'd have his orgasm and we'd go to sleep. It was something that we were doing, not a sacred energy that we were stepping into. And beyond the physical technique of having an, or techniques of having an orgasm, which I'm not even going to teach you because it doesn't, it's, it actually defies the purpose. If you start to connect in with techniques, then you're missing the whole fucking point because the way to be orgasmic and again, these two men will attest to this. I am a flowing river of never-ending waters. <laughs> and the whole time I'm making love, I'm orgasmic. Why is that? Because I'm surrendered to everything that I'm feeling and I'm not protecting myself. That's being an orgasmic woman. Mm -hmm. And the liberation beyond orgasms is that actually this creative life force is the source from which you came. It's the source that's most connected to God and it will take you back to God. And there's never a time that I make love when my body is open, safe and surrendered that I don't meet God. And it's a, it's a meditation. Making love is a meditation that requires awareness Attunement, energy, movement, breath, connection to the heart and actually 
the best healing for sexual trauma is to connect with that energy itself and make love, connect with that energy directly. And when orgasmic energy is real and you're fully open and you're not tolerating, mm. as you're breathing, as you're moving, trauma gets released from the body. And I cry during lovemaking sometimes. I roar during lovemaking sometimes. I'm not going into my mind and analyzing, is this this memory, this, that happening? And you know what? Sometimes, a lot of the time, the body remembers what the mind doesn't. This is really important. So many women say to me at the beginning of working with me, I don't know if I've been sexually abused, but X, Y, and Z. A few tips. A, you can be carrying sexual trauma from your ancestors. B, your body might remember what your mind doesn't. And if your mind doesn't remember, don't force it. There's a reason you're not remembering. If I'd have remembered what I remembered even last year, a new memory came in. At a different time in my life, I wouldn't have coped with that. I needed to be with this particular man at that particular stage in my life where I didn't have a lot of work on. So when you're fully alive and present and not controlling your experience and dedicated to the healing journey, you can trust what you're remembering and what you're not. You can also trust the wisdom of your body and it doesn't matter if you've, if you've been abused or not been abused or when it was or how it was. If it's here in your body and you feel abuse, it's here. And actually you could have just had sex with someone that you love, someone that you trust. And there was one time or several times where you were making love and he entered you a bit sooner than you were ready. There's some trauma. He was rubbing you way too fast and way too hard. You were tolerating. That's traumatic. And your yoni and your cock need attention. A man's cock is his place of power. A woman's yoni is her place of opening, openness and receptivity. So when a man's not connected to his cock, he's not connected to his power as a man. When a woman's not connected to her yoni, she's not connected to her surrender and receptivity as a woman. And then how do we connect to this? How do we, okay, if you, everything that I'm saying, you know, can you just go into a bedroom now and go, okay, like if you're a man, I'm going to be slow, I'm going to be attuned, I'm going to wait 20 minutes before I enter her, I'm going to touch her whole body because Raven said that, the body is the most sensitive <laughs> sexual organ in a woman? Of course not. How we do anything is how we do everything. Mm -hmm. And unless you're open and attuned and meditative in your life, you're not going to be open and attuned and meditative in the bedroom. In saying that, I've definitely made love to some men who are very polarised in that quadrant, in Divine Masculine, and they are like beasts when you get them in the bedroom because they're repressing all of that energy and then you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? Because they're just calm and holding everything. I was, I was with one guy and we would be looking at the stars and I'd be like, oh, the stars are so beautiful. You know, he lives on this incredible land and I'm like, don't you think they're beautiful? He's like, they are what they are. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> they're beautiful. But he had this like equanimity about everything. And it really turned me on and, like, full play was amazing. He was very meditative in the way he touched. 
soon as he got inside me, oh my God, hello beast. And he'd just ejaculate within a few minutes. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> there might be some repressed animal in this man. <laughs> and that, that's a, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of men who end up being accused of rape who are gurus who are meant to be celibate or have spent a long time in celibacy, you know, they start priests and spiritual gurus, they mess with children, right? And people are wondering why these sick pricks messing with kids. It's because their sexual energy, I think, is very young. And from the men who I've met and I've worked with, I've worked with yogis who haven't made love for 20 years. I get them to just express some of that sexual energy and it's either like what I described, it's just like letting a fucking wild beast out of a cage, or it's very young and shy and nervous. And, you know, I remember one session with a particular yogi and it had been 20 years of celibacy and I said, okay, so just imagine that you could fuck shamelessly. Just imagine that that energy was free right now. And I actually had to end up playing a young girl for him to be able to touch into that energy. And he had so much shame around it. The session went for six hours. And then he worked with me for two years. And there was so much healing for him because that part of his being was given full permission to be there. And he had so much shame around it. But actually when sexuality is that young, it wants to interact with a child sometimes. Does that excuse it? No. But I do have a tender spot for men because I've sat with men who have abused or who have gone off that edge. And it's not like they're intending that, you know. It's like there's so much repression, so much judgment on masculine sexual energy and fear around expressing it that it comes out in lots of shadowy ways. And then all of the reasons I spoke about earlier, I also, of course, have a soft spot for women. And it's, it's tricky territory. So what I feel is the overall issue here is that in general, in life, we're not prioritising living in the body. We're prioritising living in the mind. So sexuality is done in the mind. And trying to engage something so sacred with the mental and with I'm going to touch her like this and I'm going to do this to him, it's like this is the energy that creates life. This is the energy that creates the most miraculous possible manifestation in existence. There's nothing more miraculous or beautiful than a child. And when I birthed my children and looked into their eyes, I just have to think about it. It's the most beautiful moment. Mm. And then something that creates that beauty and that innocence. It's just downgraded. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> 
So what do I need sexually? What does every woman need sexually? Attunement. A seeing of innocence. A recognition of the beauty that is birth. That sexual energy creates. A more feminine fluidity that honours the body as a vessel for giving birth, as fragile as a vessel for the heart that, if not fully open, creates contraction in the yoni. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com.